Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voisin. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice, where I share topics important to the paralegal industry, as well as trends, developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your paralegal career and your everyday jobs. First, a shout out to the sponsors of the Paralegal Voice. That would be NAWA, a professional association for paralegals providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NAWA.org. And the second one is ServeNow, a national network of trusted, pre-screened process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. Today's discussion focuses on the twists and turns of a paralegal career. Joining me for this discussion is Karen Glenn McElroy, PPPLS. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Vicki. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Thanks, Karen, and I'm so glad you could join me. I want to tell the listeners that I met Karen a few years ago at the NALS conference in Cincinnati. As I got to know her better, it really did occur to me that she has lots of information and experience to share with Paralegal Voice listeners. Karen, we both have a lot of experience with the twists and turns that a paralegal career can take. So I want to start with your career path. I know you grew up in Ohio and you attended the Ohio State University. So I guess we're rivals in a way because I always cheer for the Spartans. <laughs> so you probably didn't know that, did you? Oh, yes, I did. I follow you on Facebook. Uh, okay. So what did you study? And after your study was done, what followed that? Well, my career, I think, started actually with my mother, who insisted that I learn how to type because she believed it was the key to finding a good-paying job. So I followed business and pre-college curriculums in high school, and I was able to find my first job as a secretary in Akron, Ohio, but I continued to yearn for more education. After researching ways to finance my college education, I decided to enlist in the United States Air Force because the experience, education, you know, is valuable along with the GI Bill would help to underwrite the cost of my college education. After serving four years in the Air Force, I began taking political science and sociology classes at the Ohio State University while also continuing to serve in the Ohio Air National Guard. And during one summer, while attending college, I worked as a legal secretary at a small firm in Columbus, Ohio. I had absolutely no legal experience, but I knew how to type, and my interest in law and politics attracted me to the position. This was during the early 80s when the paralegal profession was in its infancy, and most firms did not even employ many of us at that time. 
but I learned quickly that the work was interesting and it could be a career for me if I continued to gain experience and expand my education in the legal industry. So, Karen, the one thing that I find really interesting is your military career. How did that prepare you for your paralegal career, other than the fact that it was a wonderful way to finance your education? Yeah, service in the military prepares men and women for many specific types of jobs and skills while also developing leadership abilities. The discipline structure and the command connects the troops and they're able to focus on one central mission, even though each individual has a unique and specific job to accomplish. The teamwork required in the military to succeed and enhance the expertise necessary to complete the mission is essential. Military training is all about discipline, codes of conduct, ethics, organization, and teamwork. While I was in the Air Force, I worked in the Logistics Command, and I was responsible for coordinating orders and delivering high-priority airplane parts so that when the fighter jet was grounded, it was my job to quickly get the parts so it could get back up in the air and the pilot could complete his training or mission. Later, when serving in the Ohio Air National Guard, I became a jet engine mechanic working on A7s, and again, supported the mission by keeping the jets up in the air. Does any of this sound like it might enhance my abilities as a paralegal? (laughs) My military experience has helped me in every one of my jobs. Well, Karen, I totally agree with you, and I've written an article recently that suggests that if paralegals are having a difficult time finding a job, that they might consider the military. There are jobs for paralegals in the military also. So I think it's a great idea, and it's a good way to perhaps see the world and and meet some new people. So I think that's great. It, it, It definitely was. Now, I learned to type for the same reasons you did. My mother suggested that that was my just in case I was going to have that just in case I needed a job. And and then I ended up working forever. So again, a skill that is so valuable and really important to have. Now, you know, you were in the military, you were working as a legal secretary. And I know that you wanted to learn more. Is that what actually motivated you to become a paralegal? Well, the easy answer was probably that it was a good paying job. But my career began over 30 years ago as a legal secretary, and as it continued to evolve into more blended positions with the many different responsibilities, especially, you know, as I learned more, I gained more experience, my skills were enhanced, I just felt that it was a natural career path for me to become a paralegal. And actually now, and many of the mentor members who helped me along the way deserve much of the credit for motivating me to continue my legal education and to become a paralegal. After receiving my NAL certifications, it opened up many more opportunities for me to work as a full-time paralegal. Right, and you do have two certifications from NALS, is that right? Yes, I have the Professional Paralegal Certification and the Professional Legal Secretary Certification. I really believe in certification. I think it's really an important step in in your career. Now, you recently moved from Arizona to Virginia, but actually, as I was looking at your bio, 
You continued working in litigation as a secretary and a paralegal in Cincinnati, in Tucson, Phoenix, and now you're in Northern Virginia. So what I'd like to know is how your certification and your professional association membership helped you land a new job when you moved. Well, actually, (laughs) I've got good news because I accepted an offer to begin working as a paralegal legal assistant at DeMuro Ginsburg. It's uh, a boutique law firm located here in Alexandria, Virginia, and I'm so thrilled to begin a new chapter in my legal career. My NALS membership and certifications, I really believe, reflect the dedication to the legal profession. And some employers know more than others about certification and interviewing for, you know, a job really gives me the opportunity to promote certification and the potential benefits that the firm will receive, for example, when employees return from a conference to share the legal education. Employers are also pretty impressed when I explain the value of networking with other legal professionals and how it's helpful in scheduling depositions, retaining witnesses, and appearing in various jurisdictions around the country. So, you know, I also want to say that finding the right job was made so much easier for me because I connected with the NALS members here in Virginia after moving from Arizona. Many of them gave me such great advice about interviewing and finding a good job especially since I was totally unfamiliar with the area. You know, I always had someone to call, email, or text, you know, with any kind of questions or concerns, and it was priceless to me. It helped me uh, greatly. I agree with you, Karen. That's always helped me, even though I've always stayed in the same town. It was great to be able to call people around the country when you were looking for an attorney in another state to help with something, serving documents, all that is very helpful. So I understand. Now, we had some good news recently, and the U.S. Department of Labor, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, projects that the employment of paralegals and legal assistants is going to grow 17% from 2012 to 2022. This is going to be faster than average for all occupations. And again, this is great news. And actually, I've been watching the reports from the Bureau of Labor Statistics for a number of years. And all of that time, the paralegal profession was growing faster than other professions. But we do have challenges. And I'm wondering what challenges you see for the paralegal profession in the years ahead. Well, embracing technology, I believe, will continue to challenge paralegals and all legal support professionals uh, more than ever. The ability to adapt to change, demonstrate flexibility, also exhibiting a desire for continuous learning and professional development, and a willingness to work together in a team to achieve the best results for our employers and the clients. These are areas um, that challenge all of us, but they're also great opportunities. And staying on top of this ever-increasing, you know, responsibility that we all share, it's not easy at times, but it's definitely worth the time and effort to put into it. That's one of the things that I think belonging to a professional association is really good for is because there is, there's continuing education. 
that's offered, but also you get a journal that has updates on the profession. And I think that those are all positive things that help us deal with the changes that are coming and to know what's what's lying ahead. So I uh, heartily recommend that also. But Karen, it's time to take a short break for a word from our sponsors, NALA, the Association of Legal Assistance Paralegals, and ServeNow, a national network of trusted pre-screened process servers. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion about the twists and turns of your parallel legal career with Karen Glenn McElroy. We'll be right back. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm your host, Vicki Voison, and today we're focusing on the ins and outs and the twists and turns of your paralegal career. My guest is Karen Glenn McElroy, PP. PLS, NALS President-Elect, which I didn't mention earlier, Karen. I think you take office in March, and I'm wondering, what are your goals for NALS as you assume the presidency next month? Well, as you know, Vicki, this is going to be another historic year for NALS with the new five-member board of directors taking office in March. We're excited for the Professional Development and Education Conference in Tulsa at the end of February, and we're very eager to begin focusing on the future of NALS. One of our main goals for NALS is to evaluate the current and future needs of the legal support professional and also ensure NALS is in a position to meet those needs with appropriate products and services. The world is changing fast, as we all know, and we must be fluid, visionary, and prepared to provide what our current and future members need to compete in today's legal market. Expanding opportunities to lead and grow as legal professionals while remaining relevant today and in the future is our biggest challenge. I think I made an error there, Karen. You take over in February, is that right? Well, it's actually, the week begins in February and it runs into March. So February, March, that's close enough. Well, as you know, I was president of NALA, and I think that you are going to totally enjoy being NALA's president. It's a wonderful experience, something you're, you're going to cherish. So I hope you'll enjoy every minute of it. It's a lot of work, but it's something that 
If anyone has the ambition to do that with a professional association, I always say go for it because it's just wonderful. Yes, I I would have to agree. I've already enjoyed serving on the board of directors for several years, and taking the reins of the presidency is an honor, and one that I've already been working on quite diligently already, but I am so excited to get to Tulsa. Great. Now, Karen, I want to refer back to your military career and your subsequent paralegal career, because I recently received an email from a paralegal actually a reader of Paralegal Strategies, she had a really interesting question because she's president of a paralegal association, a fairly large one, and she's a U.S. Navy veteran. And she said that I unfortunately seem to come off stiff. She says, I'm aware of it, but it's hard to soften what was drilled into me for 10 years. So I'm wondering if you have tips for people who transition from the military lifestyle into the civilian sector and the paralegal profession. Vicki, my first response to this Navy veteran would be to say, at ease. I can totally relate to this situation because I've also been told the same thing at times. The legal industry is full of intelligent individuals. And even though some are very impressed with serious leaders who mean business, most people these days want to have fun, especially when they attend an association meeting or a conference. All of us in the legal industry work hard in a concentrated environment with serious situations every day. So when we spend our own time volunteering or attending meetings, Even if it is related to our careers, it's important to always remember the enjoyable part of being together, to share our talents in a way that makes us smile and gives us joy. Developing a sense of humor and leaving the serious stuff for the office would be my advice, although sometimes having a sense of humor for the office is important too. So I wish this Navy veteran so much luck because it is a challenge, but it is attainable. Well, Karen, when I met you, I didn't know that you had been in the military. And when I learned that, I thought, of course, because you have wonderful posture. First of all, you're tall, (laughs) but your posture (laughs) is outstanding and unusual. So I think that's something that is a real benefit from serving in the military. You had to do that, didn't you? I think it must be all those years of standing at parade rest. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, you've accomplished a lot during your paralegal career, and I want to know what continues to motivate you. Well, as I get older and I start looking back, I'm certainly proud of my accomplishments, but I still feel there's a need to continue living a life with challenges and opportunities. My husband sometimes shakes his head and wonders why I don't slow down at times, but there's always something new and different that catches my eye, and my curious, creative nature continues just to move me forward. I also thoroughly enjoy mentoring and being mentored in the ever-changing legal industry. And, you know, I just look at life as lifelong learning. It's very exciting. You know, I'm asked the same question frequently, and and I have to say that what motivates me is the feeling that I still have a lot to share. 
a lot yes. of knowledge. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot of people feel that way. And because of that, we don't want to slow down. But I'm wondering if you have any other tips or words of wisdom for our listeners today. Well, I guess I'm a little biased, but I would say join a legal association, just as you mentioned earlier. Whether you've been in the legal industry for years or you're just beginning, the education, certification, leadership skills, the networking with other professionals, it just makes our lives more meaningful. And it helps us to grow our careers and our own personal lives. It makes the world of difference, you know, for you and your employers. Also, while I'm at it, volunteering your time and talent to make a difference is so important. There are many ways for us to share our talents with others, to engage, inspire, enhance, and promote the legal profession. So I would very much encourage anyone in the legal field to look into their own local, state, and national associations and get involved because it makes a world of difference. I always say that it's important to make your world large, and you're absolutely right. That's how you do it is by, you know, getting into and and getting involved with an association. It is probably one of the most important steps that you can take in your paralegal career, and you're right. It's never too late to do that. So, Karen, how can listeners learn more about you and about NALS? Can they contact you through social media? They can always learn more about me and NALS and many of the other members in this association by going to the NALS website at www.nals.org. And I have so many social media sites. My husband, again, teases me a lot. Um, But I am connected to a lot of people, and it's fascinating. So you can always find me on Facebook, um, Twitter. I guess my handle is at LegalWonder2, the number two, LinkedIn and Pinterest. I'm on those sites quite frequently, and I would love to hear from your, your listeners and to you know, get them more familiar with NALS. It's a great association. Well, thank you for joining me today. I've really enjoyed the information that you have shared with our listeners. I've enjoyed learning a little bit more about you and about your goals for NALS. I know that listeners are really going to benefit from this wisdom. Thanks so much, Vicki. I really appreciate it, and I hope to see you soon at a conference. I'm going to try to be in Houston. We'll see, we'll see how the year goes. <laughs> It'll be a good one. So let's take another short break now. Don't go away, because when I come back, I'll have a practice tip for you. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is the point in the show when I share practice tips with you. First, I want to remind you that my website is paralegalmentor.com, and you can subscribe there to my free weekly newsletter where I do share a lot of career tips for you, paralegal profiles, and all kinds of information that will be of interest to you. But my practice tip for today is to toot your own horn, be your own cheerleader. And some of us cringe when we think about doing that, but if you don't, who will? 
So, you know, you need to be prepared for new opportunities and career advancement this year. You know, 2014 is going to be a big year for you. So you have to take the initiative and become your own best cheerleader. And this takes a little bit of practice, but I do have some personal recommendations for you. These recommendations will work for the new paralegal, the paralegal who is at mid-career, and also the very experienced paralegal. The first one is to always carry business cards. You know, when you attend any professional event, you need to be able to provide a way for people to get in touch with you. You can do this with the business cards that are provided by your employer, and if they're not provided by your employer, then you should have some made for yourself. There are some hints about that in um, the article that I wrote about being your own best cheerleader, and I'll tell you how to access that article in just a minute. The other thing, one thing we've talked about a lot today is join a professional association. It's really important. It's a good way to expand your network and also to you know build your resume and develop your leadership skills. Share what you know and do. You know, you need to become a resource for other paralegals. And you do this by participating in social media, by speaking at appropriate events, also writing articles for professional journals. That's something else that you can do. Another is to build your file at work. Be sure that any information about anything you do makes its way into your employment file. When you return from an event, write a summary that stresses what you learned, how it would benefit the firm. We're not talking about how it benefits you, but how it benefits the firm. Use those social media sites. LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and even Pinterest are free avenues for promoting your professional abilities. Be sure that you're using those. Karen mentioned volunteering. That's very important. Again, it helps you build your resume, and it puts you in front of people who may, in turn, promote you. Be prepared to promote yourself at the drop of a hat. So always be able to talk about yourself in one-on-one situations and casual conversations. You're marketing yourself, so you need to be able to do that. And last is exhibit a sincere interest in others. If you want people to be interested in you, you have to be interested in them. So follow these tips to become your own best cheerleader. And to read the full article, go to paralegalmentorblog.com. Again, be sure to subscribe to my weekly newsletter, Paralegal Strategies, where you're going to find a lot of similar articles. So that's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, at paralegalmentor.com. This is Vicki Voison, thanking you for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voison for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes.
The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.